What a huge, beautiful world for me to explore. I want to go everywhere, do everything. Sorry, everything to the east is on fire, and everything to the west is polluted. To the north, it's a big, boring cave, and the south is just a rock wall. It's like God ran out, of, ran out of time and money and had to settle for a really dinky planet when more could have been done. Who knew God had deadlines or how little you could get done in six days? Now a podcast so grand. Whoa. So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when right up through yesteryear. No, no way. way! Yes way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! <sighs> Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the boat of you. Two epic airheads. Mike, we are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. One time-traveling telephone booth. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K! I'm here to help you with your history report. Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure? Yo, dude, I have experience bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike. Okay, let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dude? These are your hosts, Philip Willis. Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Meeky. It's a gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack. You guys are really us. What game are we thinking of? Shining Force, dude! Dudes! This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is number 159, Twice a a Dragon's Age. Ah, yes, a sequel to a very well-received game. How did it fare? We are talking about Dragon Age Origins 2, and to help us do that, we have Mr. Mike Mickey. Yeah, all I can tell you right now is that for some reason, Uplay has scarred me enough that I don't want to use proprietary online systems for a little while. Origin is awesome. Scott Wachmater. For those of you keeping a score at home, the only surviving Bioware staffers from at the MDK days are John Olson and Pat Weeks. And Pat Weeks ain't gonna last past the launch of his third novel. I'm say calling that now. And Sam Wakamatur, aka Sam Marshmallow. We love you, Patrick Weeks. My heart goes out. I just want David Gator's epic novel about a gay robot who, slip, who smart mouths people and then murders everything. It will be wonderful. I want we'll that buy novel two too. copies. I want that too. Speaking of epic, today's episode of the RPG Backtrack is brought to us by Epic Brewing. Fine creators of great styled beer, including 825 State, which I am drinking tonight. It is a double. It is a pint and six fluid ounces. That sounds like a lot. So I'll be drinking me pint. That is drinking the Amsterdam Brewery's Bone Shaker, a.k.a. Delicious Goodness. And I have Flying Monkeys. It's called Genius of Suburbia. 
Okay, yours some does, kind of ale thing. Yours, it's Canadian. That's all I got. Ah, uh, that's. I was about to say I'm yours also, doesn't sound like a beer. <laughs> it's from Canada. Beer. Okay. Well, you know what? A, a our town beer, of fine beers. Our beer is still better than most of your beer. You live in Utah. You don't get to actually make any claims at all, ever. We have a fine range of licensed microbreweries here. That that's 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 how yeah, we roll. And no one else is allowed in. That's right, and they're overpriced too because they get taxed to death. A dollar a dollar fifty is the cheapest you'll find a can of beer here. I believe it was John Cleese who said, "How is making love in a rowboat like American beer? They're both frigging close to water." <laughs> frigging, yeah, that was the word he used at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> yes, well. frigging. John Cleese, known for the word frig. Anyways, we all have you beer. Know, we, we all have beer. We want to talk Dragon Age too. Maybe some other stuff. So we're gonna take a break while so we can drink some more beer, and we'll be right back. Drink beer. And we're ready to talk about a Dragon Age 2 developed by BioWare, published by Electronic Arts, released on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Microsoft Windows, and Mac OS X. This was released in North America on March 8th, 2011, a single-player RPG extravaganza. Woo! I'm sorry. They, they ran out of time during development. It's just a ganza. <laughs> yeah, it's only half a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can just a Gan, really. Yeah, it's not like I mean, you can get the Za if you buy both DLC. I, I will tell you. I mean, I rushed out, so I'll, I'll set the stage a little bit aren't, here. Aren't there four DLCs? Which, uh, this one only had two. Well, okay, okay, that's not true. You had uh, day one extra character oh, right. guy. Sorry. You <laughs> had day one bonus item shop, Which and then cares. two actual ones. That's if you can get okay. past secure ROM. So, okay, 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 hold on first. Let me set the stage, and then you guys can run with the ball. Um, so, for uh, for me, uh, I, I, I played Drag- the first Dragon Age Origins. I played it. I loved it the whole nine yards. Um, this game was coming out. I didn't pre-order it. Thank God I didn't. Saw the reviews and everything about the game that I knew and loved, at least the parts that were important to me, a lot of it had changed. And I'm sure y'all are going to talk about this. I won't go into details. Uh, need- needless to say, this is my impression of the reviews is this is a game that, especially if you can get rid of your earlier expectations, I know a lot of people d- did okay with it, but a lot of, uh, a lot of elements from the previous games uh, kind of changed or taken out here, which again, I'm sure you guys will talk about. So I didn't buy it until like recently was on a super sale on Origin. So I've got it. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. So now I get to listen to y'all talk about it, and you can convince me whether or not it should just sit there in my account or if I should actually install it one day. Well, one thing I know offhand is that you won't need as long to play it as you did Origins. No, it's quite short, actually. Yeah, I think I actually basically bought it, went home, played through the whole thing, and when I woke up from my game coma, 
but I saw the reviews and I'm like, yeah, no, that's pretty spot on for what I, I think did. Think it only took you about a week. Yeah, you you were really fast. I remember because I know I took my time. With well, this it. came out in that came out in March, so I probably didn't have finals to deal with. Good point. Like that is in that sweet spot between I have everything done from midterms and I don't have to gear up for finals yet. March is a great time to drop games, not November. <laughs> True. Any developers who are listening, please take this advice. Now, I'm trying to remember, because you and I had very different experiences playing. Because we were playing at the same time. Now, my jigs has got beat in a week, and I was slow as molasses. Um, But, you know, the reviews aren't wrong when they talk about this game just being, as I said, a polarizing experience. There are people who absolutely adore the crap out of this game. See Adrian get out in. And then there are people who absolutely revile the game. Or potentially Glenn Wilson. I read um, his review last night to refresh myself. He he was kind of in the middle, but more towards the negative. He said the combat was the one thing which was really good, and even then it got boring because, according to him, uh, let's see, there's always a wave of guys who come from the front, then there's a stronger yep. wave of guys who come from the flanks, and then yep. there's an even stronger wave of guys who come from the front and the flanks. And then, and it's always when you think you're done, there's just like seven more guys. Yeah, this game is really bad for just the waves of enemies. Like, I mean, we thought it was bad in Origins when it was like, here, have waves of dark well, spawn. They, they, they put them on the screen, they let you pause, and they let you think. Not here. Here, they just kind of pop, literally pop out of the goddamn ground. This is kind of why being a warrior in this game was kind of beneficial, because you could just mow them down, and it didn't take very long. I've actually done two playthroughs of this game. I did one as a mage, and I did one as a, a warrior. The mage playthrough was interesting because of the fact that a lot of the magic um, just makes with the splody. So a lot of the battles still went by pretty fast for me because of how I spec my mage. But I still had the preference for playing as the warrior just because the battles got to be really sluggish. And even though the battle system is faster and, you know, there's a little bit more action-ness. Well, it's, it, it's not action-y. It's just... There's more action, though. Compared to, I pause, I think, I do. Yeah, but, okay, pausing and thinking wouldn't help this game. No, not well, at all. Well, let's, I, let's, I, let's structure this up a little bit, because we've gotten away, because we have a format, it's just we never actually look at it. Let's let's first set the stage, talk about the story. Story. Okay. Uh, let's so talk about I, the deep story. Okay, so I can appreciate the idea of going from a big epic and really zooming in on one person's story in one place. That's an interesting thing to do in your big giant fantasy setting. And uh, I should say that Hawk was supposed to be... Uh, okay, so Dragon Age 2 started off as Inquisition. Inquisition was Dragon Age 2. They got Bioware got handed a deadline, and they said, so this guy's backstory gets to be a whole game now. Oh yeah, because he's a character in, in Inquisition, right? Inquisition. Well, he was actually supposed to be in uh, Iron Bolts or Blackwall's slot. I don't know which character they added to fill that gap in the roster, but uh, it, it starts off with um, the end of the first act of Dragon Age Origins, where the Darkspawn are marching on uh, a bucolic starter town, which is not so bucolic in this one, but in that one, but you know what I mean. And you play a family uh, trying to escape this march, and then you're like, okay. We've gone to one of the free cities, and we have no money, no contacts, no nothing. Uh, let's put together enough money to buy in on a dark 
on a deep roads ex expedition so that we can buy a house and survive. And it's Hawk kind of having this hard scrabble life, you know, starting off from going from rags to bitches over a ten year period. Except he gets handed a house, which is well, they hand, they hand you a house after you prove that you owned it all the whole time. But hmm. it is mostly, and it is just this one guy who gets, or gal, who gets dragged into Everything. the biggest deal in the city by accident, and all the pieces come together to blow everything up and leave him kind of responsible. It's almost too perfect. And then sequel hook happened. So... <laughs> One thing to make a note of at the beginning of the game is uh, you have a brother and a sister, Carver and Bethany. If you play as a mage, Bethany dies at the beginning, and you have Carver as your party member. Carver's, Carver's lame. Too, you don't want him. Uh, Bethany is so... That's so you don't want to play as a mage. Honestly, I I kicked Carver out the moment I could, because that's how much I thought of him as a douche canoe. Carver is a whiny little He's shit a whiny face. little bitch. I should also mention that there's a framing device wherein uh, the whole thing is a story being told We're by Varric, the best character, to Cassandra, who will turn out to be awesome in the next game, but not in her movie. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> the movie was terrible. It's really boring, and for some reason, you have you can wear full plate and thigh highs. I, I don't understand it either. I think that was our biggest <laughs> well, complaint watching well, it. Well, I mean, it is anime. Full plate and thigh highs <laughs> go together. <laughs> but... but, Bethany... Bethany is the better choice. She actually has personality. She's kind of quirky and just absolutely 100% adorbs. And if you play as a girl, the sisterly relationship between the two is just the cutest thing ever. And because um, all the human females are built, are built on the same model, she has amazing boobs. Everybody's got amazing boobs. And you can actually make really pretty women in this yeah. one compared to Origins. Yeah. Like, the character models actually put some work into this. They, they tried. They they tried. I mean, my hawk was hot. I was pretty happy with my effort, especially for both playthroughs because I played a lady both times. I, I was not into the dudes with the massive beards. I wish I could be, but it's just not a thing that I am super into. Okay. Wait, and if there's character creation, do you have the option of doing without the beards? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can be non-bearded, but... What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you pick the beard? When you see the beard options, you're just going to be like, no, I must have that one. It's pretty epic. It okay. must be. Basically, what happens Look, is... You, you said you weren't into the beard, Sam. I'm just curious here. In any case, Flemeth appears. So, yes, as you're escaping, Flemeth appears and hands you a crystal and tells you, take care of this for me. My daughter might kill me in a bit, but this is my backup. So yeah. She hands you the backup hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're in charge of that. You have to hand it off to some elf later. Yeah. Yeah. And as the story progresses, you see Hawk um, and a revolt among the mages, and a different revolt among the mages, and a attempted occupation by a bunch of lost-ish uh, Kunari. And some loser Templars who are drug addicts. And then you help some Templars, and then eventually you fight every major power broker in the city. Because why not? Well, because even though you have to choose a side, we wrote both fights, so you're going to do both. I wanted to pick the Kunari. <laughs> the game said no. I was like, but they're the only ones who have it right right now. Because okay, all so sides you... of this game are dumb. 
So you fight. So you fight both sides, and you kill both of them, or they both come out of it and more or less say, "We, you still need to make a final decision." They both go crazy. They they both go crazy for different reasons, and you have to kill both. But you still make your choice based on which one you want to support. Kind of matters, maybe. Not really. I did both, and I still don't feel like it mattered. I feel like it carried a bit into three. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's. I feel like. I want to play. I want to finish my first playthrough of three, and then I want to do a playthrough of three in the darkest timeline. Yeah, the, the Templars in this game are idiots. The idiots. mages are idiots. Yes. The Cunari are idiots. Yes. Sebastian's an idiot. Oh my God. Carver's an idiot. Fenris is an idiot. Fenris is squall. That's that's the best way to ah. describe. Meryl Meryl is an idiot. Aveline is an idiot. Um, Aveline. Aveline is fine. Uh, Isabella is fine. Anders is crazy. He's just crazy. <laughs> Bethany is fine, and Varric is awesome. Yeah, you, you really you play this game for Varric because Varric is he's just so lovable. Like I am not wish... that you couldn't have him as a romance. You learn why you but can't. But I, I kind of wish they'd exploited that framing device a little more, like the first Prince of Persia did, where he was a more active narrator and his, you could maybe play around with how reliable he is, because it only comes up like twice. Well, no, it comes it, up at the beginning of a chapter, at the it, end of the chapter, it and comes it reacts. Up, well, his his unreliability as yeah. a narrator only comes up at the opening, when it's like, no, really a fucking dragon? Okay. They were much shabbier, but there was still a dragon. And then at the climax of his uh, companion side quest, wherein... Um, he takes a moment to be the super awesome protagonist of the story and everybody loves him and his uh, older brother who's a jerk is a mewling quirm who dies Who dies horribly begging for his life while also saying Varric is awesome. You have a choice you can actually choose whether or not to kill him. Yeah this but, but the point is, is that there's a, there's a sequence where you as Varric alone kick the crap out of everyone and then Cassandra calls you on it. It's like, okay, no, it was like every other fight in this game. Again, this is why Varric is the best. And then, I, I even if just the game over screens had said, and then we all died horribly and never heard from again. Wait, maybe. really? Okay, maybe it went like this. Yeah. The what do the, the game over screens really say? Uh, your journey has ended the exact same screen as Dragon Age Origins, and then uh, load, oh, continue, load, quit. Wow. I can tell so much effort went into that. Mm -hmm. They did their best. And you know what? I've played games that have come out in 17 months that are far worse than this one, and I think I do have to applaud the writers, because they really nailed the characters in this. Even though, yes, Anders is an idiot and an asshole, but he's one I understand. Meryl is crazy and wrong, and you actually they actually let you slap her wrist every time. It's like, yes, yes, I realize that all spirits are wonderful and we shouldn't be binding them, but that one wants to eat your face. Stop doing that. Yes. I love the characters in this game, even if they are a little idiotic. And the dialogue is great. Literally. You'll find yourself stopping at the edge of a load screen just so you can finish finish hearing Aveline and Isabella banter back and forth. 
go Team Slattern all the way. Also, one thing this system added that's different from Origins is how dialogue is done. This time around, you have something that's a little bit more... It's a little more generic, but it works for what it is. I mean, you have a, a snarky option, an aggressive option, a you know forthright option, and you know just the regular. Well, it, it's it's the it's the Mass Effect uh, conversation wheel, which but instead of sort of having um, idealism, cynicism, neutral, you have aggressive, friendly, and snark, and, snark. and then which, there might be a fourth or fifth option, which is usually like. Prod for more, prod for more exposition, uh, diplomatize or like it's a flirt. special option for something else. Like, like well, that's reminding me of Human Revolution, actually. Yes, yes and, and no. no. I mean, okay. the fact that you explicitly have sarcastic response as a dedicated button. You do, and <laughs> the best option depends. You you walk in and you just say, and you just. You can snark your way through everything. It's true. You actually don't get punished very often for... for being you don't snarky. get punished for snark. You get punished for aggressive, but you never get punished for snark. And the writing in as Snarky Hawk, regardless of gender, is fabulous. Oh, it's, it's frabjous. And they're actually, like, there is different sayings depending on the gender you pick as well. Um, the female hawk will say very different things than the male hawk would, especially in the snarky options, which is great. Um... I, I am quite the fan of the system. I liked it. I thought it worked well for well, what the, it was. It, it was something that was improved on in... In Inquisition. Inquisition. So, that is that is good. I mean, you see a lot of this game and Origins, and when we finally get to talk about Inquisition, um, you see that they kind of melded both the best of both worlds for that game, and it's it's not a perfect melding, um, Dragon Age 2 really did have some good ideas. It's and just it had that, strong writing. And I, the, the problem really is that you are stuck on the rails regardless of what you end up choosing. Yes. And the absolutely minuscule scale of the environment. Because you're stuck in Kirkwall. Well, it's not even that you're just stuck in Kirkwall. It's, hey, each chapter you're going to revisit the Everywhere. same dungeon. Like, there's only one cave system. Basically, it's if there's a door locked, then that's the pattern. Change. Yeah, yeah. Like they they will lock off certain chambers of the cave system, but they still display the same map. So you're just sitting there staring at this. It's like, oh, this door was open last time I was here, but that was when it was full of dragonlings instead of apostate mages who are bad decision makers. Every time you go to help the mages, they're like. They're going to accuse us of blood magic anyway. Let's use blood magic. And um, then you have to fight demons. <laughs> and you're just like... I was going to help you, idiots. <sighs> I do like when you get some of the changes in the environment in the sense of what you get to do. Like, there's some quests where you'll actually go for diplomacy, but you have to go back through those environments. Um, one in particular I love is you get to revisit Zevran. And it's only if you had Zevran alive, keep in mind, you get someone completely different for that quest if he's dead. Oh, the, the callbacks to one are great. Um, just any time, either way you bump into Alistair are wonderful. Oh, oh, I should tell them about mine, because mine was actually great. Okay, so bump into Alistair version one is you kick him out at the end because you've compromised his morals, and he's just sitting in the bar drunk as all hell. Scott was giggling when he and saw that in my game, because that's what I did. I had low gain in my 
my playthrough of Origins that I uh, I imported in that first save. And Alistair's just a miserable wreck, and you can talk to him, and you can keep talking to him. He'll just, he just keep going. Upset. The alternate version is he's the king of Ferelden, and he shows up on a diplomatic mi mission, and you take Anders, who is of course from uh, the expansion to uh, Dragon Age, and it's like, and Anders will go, didn't you used to be a Grey Warden? That's the rumor. What about Weren't were you? That's the rumor. It's a, it's a cute scene. It, it's a great little back and forth there. Actually, yeah, just all the callbacks were really good in that game. I, I quite loved it. Like, And the, even just some of the mentions of, like, Morgan. Um, there's one reference to Shale. Um, it's really great. Liliana appears in one scene. At the end, regardless of whether or not she died, so she's just a zombie she's, in the third game. Yeah, she's 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 a holy zombie in the third game, as far as I'm she concerned. She comes out ninja assassin, and like that's a, it's that's rad. a thing, a holy zombie. Um, that's that that is how I'm with. resolving this particular discrepancy. Yeah, this, okay. this is what you special. That's the one thing that where they're just like Oops. we're gonna break that option just so we can have Liliana around. And I should mention that unlike Mass Effect, uh, that there is a air quotes, canon version of the Dragon Age universe. That is what they work from whenever they do, say, a comic book or a novel. Is it novelized so that everybody can go look at it and say, ah, that's the way I should play the game, or is it just... Uh, you, you, you can look it up. You, okay. you can, Basically what happened is someone sat down and read all the novels and did all the comics and inferred all of the particular states and then compile that into a nice handy list. I don't know how much of two is really broken down one way or the other simply because, well, two is on rails anyhow. Pretty much. I mean, if you go by the, the comics, for sure. Well, um, the com yeah, the comics definitely say some very specific things about Isabella and uh, Beric, which if you have not read um, David Gator's three-part series... They're really good. I haven't read them yet. I actually no. You you did those who sleep, those who wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Those I've those I've read. Those are great. David Cater is such a great character writer, and like my favorite character in this game, and I tell it to everybody, is actually Aveline. And the reason I love Aveline is because she is by far the most straight laced of the characters. Like <laughs> you're, she's convinced that she just doesn't belong in the game because everyone's so nuts. <laughs> And she's so sane. But she actually gets one of the best quests in the game. So at the beginning of the game, uh, she's traveling with Hawk and family. And her husband dies. And you take her to Kirkwall. She does, stays he die, does he die of something that she can go get vengeance upon? Or just something... No, it, it's just dark spawn blightness. Yeah. He, he okay. gets blighted and dies. So, sad scene at the beginning for her. Um, you get to help her find love again. She gets to make out with a policeman. And it's a really fun and cute quest because you can really egg her on to the point where she isn't sure what to do. And she actually frets. Like, when you actually set her up on the date, uh, she will try to back out of it. She's like, I'm just, I'm old, and why would anyone want to date me? And I'm the captain of the guard. And, and it's true. She's risen to the ranks to be captain of the guard in Kirkwall. Um, so, of course, she already feels like her guards look at her like, oh, she's a woman and, ugh, like, I don't want to deal with her and she's annoying. Like, she thinks the worst of herself. 
and there's this guy who actually wants to date her. And they turn out having like this beer on beer exchange, and it's it's adorable. Like it, it was one of the few things that made me really happy about this game, just because it was included that she got to have a happy ending. Um, especially because again, she's a character that most people tend not to use, so they don't really interact with her or they forget that she's around. Uh, I purposely kept her around just because I love the way that she banters with Isabella. Well, she banters well with everyone. Like, she naturally falls into the role of straight man for someone else's uh, craziness. You can flirt with her. Obviously, nothing happens. Doesn't work. She, she, she just smiles at you and says, you know, honey, like, that's, that's cute, but, you know, I, I'm missing my husband. And now, when she's actually dating her new beau, like, she's just so over-the-moon fangirly. But she tries very hard to be like, nope, no, I can't do that. I'm captain of the guard. Crap. <laughs> so, best character in the game, as, as far as I'm concerned. I also, I'm also a big fan of Isabella, but Isabella is the exact opposite to Aveline, because she's the wild child who is the village bicycle. And we're all proud of her for it, because you know what? That woman knows how to use her sexuality to get what she wants, and she makes no bones about it. Especially when she's introduced... <laughs> bones. <laughs> The way that she's introduced is fantastic because she just comes into the tavern, you know, she kicks down the door and she's just like, sup, I'm here. And it's awesome. And you drink with her, which is, you know, appropriate. Scott's luck with uh, Isabella. I did as well, but she was not my romance option in either of my playthroughs. Because the romance options in this game are kind of lame. Well, yeah, there's Isabella and and nothing. Yeah, your other choices are Anders, well, actually, Fenris, and Meryl. Playing as a dude and getting Anders is actually kind of sweet, and then it does go sideways at the end. Yeah. But it's just, uh, the end is just sideways a whole around. It, yeah, so. it doesn't really matter which gender you play with Anders. Anders is just, you know, it's going to end bad, which is who I romanced in my first playthrough. I totally romanced Fenris as my mage. That was a pain in the butt to do because Fenris hates mages. There's a, a reason to. He's a good reason. But, but he's still Squall. You romance Squall. I wanted to prove that's that you'd like to do it. That, that's a noodle move. That's a noodle <laughs> move. I kind of want to cry. These are, these are words I don't think I've heard before. This, this could be pretty bad, Sam. It is bad. But the, again, your options, I could romance Anders again, which I've seen, or romance Squall. So this time around, I opted for Squall and was disappointed. You could have gone with Meryl, who I felt really I, bad that I couldn't make fun of her terrible Welsh accent because I found out the actress is actually Welsh. I don't <laughs> Also, for some reason, all the elves are Welsh now. I never got that. So here's my deal with Meryl. I do think she's adorable, but I also don't get it. Boys out there, t- tell me what you like about Meryl and then she's cute. Like, there's got to be more than just... Meryl's cute, therefore, you know, that's why I like her. Because she's actually kind of boring in my eyes as well, because she's basically, oh my god, the blood magic! Stop that. Like, you just want to slap her half the time. And Isabella, well... Hey. Hot stuff. Best choice. I I wanted to date Derek, but the game said no, okay? And you learn why, because he's not a lady friend. But, eh. Which does... I guess uh, bring us to the DLC for the game. So we well, have yes, our let's, let's let's deal with the DLC that came out day one first because I'm sure that so was we, very very. So good. we have our obligatory day one character. 
Sebastian. Sebastian. Who is our he good little archery boy. He has archery powers. He is the third son of some noble house two free cities over. Who actually wants to take over Kirkwall, by the well, way. Yes, but partway through you find out that his family's killed, so that the whole third son joins the uh, clergy plan failed, so now he has to run that city that you never see, never go to, never learn too much about, and at the end of the game he bails on you because, uh, yeah, that would be work. Yeah, it depends. If you were super nice to the Tantry, he stays. Um, in this game, it's very hard to be nice to the Tantry, though. Because they're assholes. Yeah. But he, you can actually flirt with Sebastian and like get that's the it. best responses Like, you can him. side with idiots or you can side with assholes. He, <laughs> Sebastian, flirting with Sebastian gave me great joy because he has hissy fits and panic attacks. Because he's like, oh, the Tantry, I can't. <laughs> it's just like, Really? He's just, he flails and he's upset, and I'm just like, I freaking love you, child. <laughs> You're special. Well, he's special, but he also gets cool looking asymmetrical archer's armor. He's actually which, not a bad character to no, use. No, like, he, he actually does have a good talent tree specific to him, but I'm just like, man, you have cool asymmetric archer's armor. That's all you have going for you. Yeah, his personality's a toilet seat. Yeah, and then how, there's the Emporium, how, how, which is. How much oh. did he cost at the at the start? Ten bucks, because it was that EA time. Also, you, I mean, you get a bunch of quests. Like there is him. story content related to him. Quite a bit. I mean, it was a couple hours worth. Yeah, but at the same time, it's still lame. it's still like that. You know, it's that EA give us ten more bucks mentality, and I'm like, nah. And it was a black emporium, which is just a place where you get exclusive items. And it means you get to have a dog again. Which is awesome! Yay! Have a dog. What did you name your dog, Scott? I forget what I named. I don't think we had Dakota at the time, did we? No, but, um, uh, and unlike the previous game, uh, the dog is not actually taking up a party slot. She's a special attack. You just push the button on the radial menu, appears. and the dog appears for like three minutes and eats all the dudes. It's rad. Damn it! You you already mentioned Squall. Now you're making me think of Eight again. Why you got to do that? Yeah, but at least it's not a border collie launching off of a handheld projectile, <laughs> which still doesn't make sense in. Okay, but on the other hand, you could not give him a horribly obscene name. <laughs> Add to the joy of those limit breaks. <laughs> Fair. So yes, you got a dog. You could also alter Hawk's appearance if you didn't like it. And there was Legacy. Um, Legacy is kind of interesting in that um, it gives you a new villain who ends up being the villain of Inquisition. So this is one of my beefs. And people are like, oh, no, no, it makes perfect sense. So so you have you to give EA $10 <laughs> for the full backstory of Inquisition. <laughs> because Corythius, who's the villain, he's like... He's, he's a loser. Like, there's there's nothing special about Corythius other than he's just this guy who's like, I want to, like, have all the dark spawn come out and then make your life a living hell. <laughs> that, 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 that is Does he have a black mustache that he twirls while saying that? No. He did. I kind of... You know what? He should just own it and grow a black mustache on the remaining half of his face. So, yeah. 
you, you learn about Corythias in this game, except he's the villain of Inquisition. So for people who decided to play Inquisition first and not to... Or maybe not give EA $10. <laughs> that's kind of an issue. <laughs> um, Is there still t- are there ever sales on Origin, or are you still stuck playing 10 bucks? But at the same time, they've never done a bundled version of Red we'll have We'll have that at the end. Yeah. But um, the only other inter- the interesting aspect of Legacy is you do get more of Hawk's lineage and... You, you get his dad's backstory. Yeah. And, and you get some good banter with, between Varric and Hawk because that also plays into Inquisition as well. Although, weirdly, they still don't acknowledge the fact that your cousins with Mage uh, Warden... Yes. They, that, that is a thing I should mention is that the Hawk family and the... Um, what was the last name oh. of the Mage Warden in, in in Origins? I know who you're thinking of. They're intermarried. You Hawk and the Mage Warden are cousins. Yes. And it never comes up. But that's a thing. It's a it's a fun and, thing. You know, if you're mean to Bethany, you can turn her into a Grey Warden. Well, there's also just a or pastor. send her to the circle. There's just a that, that is one of the breakpoints that removes a character from the game. Regardless, is you either take her down into the deep roads where she gets blighted, and then she gets to live as a gray warden, or you don't, and then she just gets iced. Yeah, so sad. So sad. And then there's the other DLC with which has Felicia Day, which is fan fodder. That's basically what you take away from the DLC is there was Felicia Day. So, and this is another ten dollars. Yeah. Yes. So Mark of the Assassin is about Talos, who is from Felicia Day's web series, Dragon Age Redemption. Um, basically, Hawk helps Talos infiltrate an, Alor- an Orlesian estate uh, to steal a precious relic. And then stab a guy. And then stab a guy. And there's a lot of stealth for some stupid reason. Yes, there's, there's a line-of-sight stealth minigame straight out of Tenshu... In Dragon Age, a game that is in no way designed for anything resembling Tenchu. Yeah, I was not... And you paid ten bucks for this, right? Ten bucks. To be honest, I mean, the only good thing you get out of it is a kiss from Talos at the end. And also a lot... Even though we did compliment uh, the character designs in this one, they spent even more effort making sure that this character, Talos who is an elf but Kunari, which is an interesting idea that they don't explore enough in either the web series or the game. But it comes back in Inquisition, which is great. It does come back, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, that's an idea. But they spend a lot of money making sure the the engine could really look like Felicia Day. Yeah. And the sad part is, after you finish the DLC, like, you can't use Alice again. Like, she doesn't hang out. So that's kind of a bummer. Because you can start that DLC at, at any time. The game doesn't tell you you have to like have the game finished or whatever. Like you can start at any time. So it's a little disappointing that you know you don't get a character to keep afterwards, like the way you do Sebastian. Like let's be honest, most of us would probably trade Talos for or trade Sebastian for Talos. Oh yeah, because Sebastian is a wet blanket and Talos is lesbian canary hottie with knives. With knives. So I'm in. And- Actually, I, we do need to do a callback very quickly. Oh, yes. Uh, we were talking about drinking at the start of the episode, and that some fine folks, I will probably post this in the forums, 
for this thread, uh, put together a very long list of character-inspired cocktails. This person really likes uh, fruit-flavored liqueurs that are hard to come by. And that weird rum. And pachaca, which is Brazilian rum the same way Genever is Dutch gin, if you can follow that analogy. For what it's worth, we've actually tried a couple of these. They're quite good. There's a bunch of good ones and a bunch of, and a bunch that are just straight up sugar. The Dragon Age two ones in particular are actually really excellent, especially the Abilene inspired one is one of my favorites well, it's, because it's well, that's just a drop shot. It's a drop shot, but it's tasty because it's triple sec and a bit and then you drink. They recommend Hogarden, but any, any kind of bit. citrus beer works. And the idea is you chase it down. We like to actually mix it in. I, I do it as a drop, because it's, it's just better. delicious. And, so good. And uh, I guess the other thing we should mention is that around the time this came out, Cassandra did get her own animu. You did mention that. You mentioned that she looked atrocious in it. Okay. I. They did a really good job of recreating certain elements of Dragon Age, except for the part where Cassandra, because she's the female protagonist of an anime, is wearing... Full plate with thigh highs. And I mean thigh high boots that are still plated. And Ow. it covers Sandra's backstory uh, where she saved the previous uh, Pope. I forget whatever the setting specific term for Pope is at this point, but she saved the Lady Pope from a dragon apocalypse and uh, her brother died. That's that's about it. It's not how very many, how many episodes was this? Just one? Uh, it was a movie. It's feature length. It's uh, sort of CG, and it's cell shaded, cell shaded CG animation from production IG, I believe. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of would have preferred they'd gone. EA had would have gone the animatrix route where they did an anthology, if only because then I would have gotten a bunch of shorter things that are potentially much more interesting. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Well, let's see. Uh, is there any memorable music, or is that just kind of a... Uh, it's uh, it's Ainan Zur, so it's solid, but I can't necessarily... Aside from the main theme and whatever played over the closing credits, yeah, nothing notable. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot of the music from Origins, but some of it was pretty good at the time. Yeah. So... You know, along those lines, graphics and everything else, um, I, I was watching some gameplay footage of this today to kind of freshen up. And is it just me, or does the graphics look, I don't know, um, not so awesome? Like, I mean, I, is it... Is it okay. okay, this is using a heavily bashed-together version of the previous engine. So the... the um... It's basically kind of just the Odyssey engine. Okay. The Odyssey engine is just kind of the Aurora engine. So it is it so, is Neverwinter Nights level tech. Ooh. Just sort of being forced to support 720p textures. Ooh. Okay. So that's definitely a dis... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That seems to be a disconnect because th- this, uh, this is more of an action-y game, right? Like, they shifted the, the focus of well, combat. It's a little less strategic. It's a little more action-y. Well, um, I mean, The Witcher was action-y as all hell and was also running on the Aurora engine. So it's not that it's incapable of it. It's just poorly suited for it. 
Yeah, it's just like, well, well, okay, okay, let me put it this way. When I was watching the guy play the the game, doing a Let's Play, a lot of times it it reminded me of, like, Knights of the Old Republic. The camera's oftentimes behind one of the, you know, the characters, like a third-person shooter. You watch him do all these, uh, all of his moves. Uh, uh, Very much reminds me of Knights of the Old Republic. Whereas when I play Dragon Age, the Origins... I'm playing it more like uh, like Neverwinter Nights, where I have the camera pulled back in the sky at an isometric point of view. And in there, the, the low-resolution, low-polygon count of Neverwinter Nights doesn't bother me as much because, uh, you know, it's almost uh, kind of like an RTS because you're not or something. Every, because you're not having everything forced into your face. Right, but when yeah, the camera's... You're just, you're, you're just up there looking at the heads of the goblins and yeah. then... Yeah. Stab the goblins and you move on. And, and the environments and the buildings and stuff don't quite matter as much. But in this one where it was over his shoulder, and especially when they were talking to each other, it got even worse when there was cutscenes. Um, but it, it just, to me, it was looking like, man, is it just this guy's video recording? It looks like the, it looks pretty bland and the characters look kind of, I don't know, like Cabbage Patch dolls or something. I, I just, you know, like robots or something, plasticky. Or was that just me? Yeah, it, it's just a limitation of the tool set. I mean, it's the best they got out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad that BioWare is out of the engine business now. Mm-hmm. Use, they, you know, using Frostbite for Inquisition, um, Hero Engine for the Old Republic, and some version of Unreal for each of the Mass Effects. Yeah, and that says something for me because I'm not usually a big, huge graphics, you know, when it comes to RPGs. But I will say, uh, similar to Knights of the, I mean, one of the nice things about Knights of the Old Republic when I first started playing it and it, watching this one reminded me of some of the, 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 the good memories as well because watching the wizard throwing around spells, swinging his staff through the air, that was that was pretty cool looking. Well, and I mean, they're, I do have to applaud them for making characters express themselves with a pretty limited, limited animation set. So that's pretty cool. Did you yeah. did you like the animation in combat? Um, yeah, but uh, it still kind of got that Knights of the Old Republic thing where they're very obviously repeating animations uh. and keying them off of specific attacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite the do a somersault for power attack thing, but it's still sort of like, yeah, yeah, that's the exact same way he throws that one attack every time. <laughs> Whereas with Knights, I was able to get over it because I was I just knew yeah you made this in O three right that yeah was that, o- okay was O three man that's making me old <laughs> so for something that was made in O three it looks pretty good now I yeah. guess it still holds up even on iOS then again maybe it's also that as as a game it was also pretty interesting to play. <laughs> Uh, give or take the endless dungeons in, in that in that Zero Republic. I'm thinking of the finale of Sith Lords for some reason. I can't imagine yeah. why. Yeah, well, what what else do we have to go over for two? Really good voice acting, despite lots of people I've never well, heard. Well, it's all... Okay, the, the voice cast on this one is mostly sort of people who do video games, but not major roles in video games. And British TV people. Oh, British is good. Accents. Yeah. Depends on the kind of British TV. Well, One's in Broadchurch. I believe it's Eve Miles. Yeah, Eve Miles is in Broadchurch. Um, Rebecca Stanton is in a bunch of things. Wow, she's in a lot of TV I've never heard of. Oh, wait. She's in Doctor Who. Now it makes sense. British TV. Doctor Who win. Uh, Doctor Who. (laughs) Stop Moffat. 
Uh, oh, they are stopping Moffat. Hooray! I won. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I, any other elements uh, that we've uh, they missed? They had a weird night and day system, which I was Well, like... oh yeah, that was it. There was a... Rather than having an actual time cycle, you could just sort of hit a button, and it would be nighttime. Because nice. there were a bunch of quests that like wouldn't activate until you went to a place at night. But who knew you could just do button press night? Now it's day. Now it's night. Like Homer Simpson. It's great. <laughs> it's like it's like you got that magic item in Dragon Quest, the lamp. Yeah. Just lets you turn it from carrots in Fable. It's it's shoe comes off, shoe goes on, shoe comes off, shoe goes on. Why it was included, I well, guess it's to be different. I mean, they wanted to do some they wanted to mix it up a little. Like walking through certain areas at night changes how they behave. Also, Cullen's a druggie. Yeah, you, you, you help Cullen and he matters in a better game. <laughs> he is also a better character in that game. A lot of the characters from Two who appear in Inquisition are much better versions of themselves. It's almost like they had time to work on it. But I think that sums up Dragon Age 2. So it's not a bad game. It's just... It disappointing. Been... It's just... Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> did uh, How many times did you play it? I've only done once. And I have done two. Too. All right, and how, how does that compare to your run-throughs of Inquisition and Origins? I have started about four Origins. <laughs> how many times did I beat Origins, sweetheart? You did three. I did three. I have beaten Origins three times because it's one of my favoriteest games ever. But she won't try Knights of the Old Republic. And I did two two playthroughs of two, and one colossal playthrough of Inquisition. Yeah. So. If you haven't figured out that I am a Dragon Age fan, girl, cue in now. Well, speak. So let me ask you, Dragon Age fan, girl. Um, if I get a hair up my ass and and I really want to get into the Dragon Age, you know, universe and, and get the full gaming experience and whatever have you, uh, do I need to play two? I think you should. I mean, honestly, just because of it's, the connectors, it's over. It's over quickly, and it's never exactly bad. You're just going to be like, oh. Here's the same more. dungeon again. Oh, I have to fight both these guys. And then you get to the end of it, and then you get to go into three with all of the context you built up in that save file, which is valuable. Especially because just so. jumping into Inquisition and meeting Beric and Cassandra, that if you haven't played two, that will kind of make you go, huh? Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Especially Beric, more so. And especially because Hawk does come back in Inquisition. I feel like this is a series like Yakuza where it's worth it to play all the games just so that you have the full picture. And two's a pretty fast game to get through. Like, you can beat it in under 20 hours without much effort. And it's not even a particularly hard game. I mean, the hardest boss fight, again, depending on your difficulty level, is the Aeroshock, which is a yeah, power that's, leader. Yeah, that's a slog. And it's more of a slog than it is a tough battle which I actually love. There's a whole sequence in, in Act 2 that is just strictly about the Canari. I love the Canari. <laughs> so that that section was quite the joy for me. A lot of people hated that section. I totally get why. I still love it. So I do think 2 is worth playing, especially so that way you can jump into Inquisition with you know a nice big perspective of what the hell is going on. So I always like and, to know that. Yeah, And not just that. I mean... There are things from 2 that get integrated into into Inquisition that are great. 
um, parts of the combat system. Like I said, the combat system in Inquisition is like this weird merging of the combat system, combat system from two and one. It's like they had a baby and then made Inquisition. Sam is making hand motions. <laughs> I am making hand motions as best to describe. Oh, jeez. So, Imagine them however you might like, and if you like them a great deal, you send Marcella fan club, you can join it for nine ninety five. I hate that fan club. Um, <laughs> no yeah. one's actually in it. Is that, a, is that a full-time membership, or do you have to pay monthly? Uh, that, that's nine ninety five for the first two years. Okay. So spe- speaking oh. speaking of, speaking of prices, uh, so it's twenty dollars uh, retail on Origin for for the base game, and and we talked about that DLC, and, and as Scott uh, alluded to before, I cut him off. Uh, yeah, you you can't buy a bundle edition. You can get you can even get Inquisition Game of the Year edition now for forty bucks. You cannot get a bundled edition of uh, Dragon yeah, Age Two EA with its kind DLC. Of away from bundles, weirdly enough. Yeah, two's the only one where you can't buy like in. Well, no, even the Mass Effects, there's no bundles. Yeah, mm. it's weird. I was but, wondering about that. But you can. Uh, so, so uh, I looked at the um, I looked at the packs or the DLCs. Legacy, Mark of the Assassin, the Exalted Prince together are roughly about twenty dollars. They call them Bioware points. You have to buy the stupid points. Why in the world oh, they make yeah, this so complicated was... is so stupid. Uh, I. You know what? I remember, like, the Bioware network was this weird precursor to Origin that never made sense. Never made sense. And it's a real pain in the butt when I fire up, um, oh, what's that other big Bioware game? Not Mass Effect, the other one. Um, gosh, I'm just trying to blank. Star Wars? Oh, Dragon Age Origins. Duh. Yeah. When when I go to Dragon Age Origins to get my DLC, I got to log in with my Bioware account, which makes no sense because it's an EA game. It's an EA Origin game, and I got to go find that login somewhere. I have to download the DLC from. uh, It's confusing as all hell. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. This might be something where you just sort of blow the dust off your PS3 to do it. I, I played it on 360. I enjoyed my time on 360. How, how important is the DLC to this experience? Um, Legacy, Legacy is kind might of important. Be, like, if, if you're looking to sit down and do the marathon of Dragon Age, Legacy's Legacy important. is important. The other two, meh, take them or leave them. Okay, so Legacy... Unless you have a copy that gives you Exalted Prince, then... Lucky you, you get Sebastian. Yeah. So you can probably get Legacy by itself for 30 bucks. So you'll look at 30 bucks for a complete experience. If you get on sale like I did, the base game uh, was... You get through it like 15 for yeah. the whole, those two bits. Uh-huh. You can probably get the PS3 and Xbox versions dirt cheap. I know when I bought them for my best friend, I bought both Origin and 2, and they were 15 bucks each so. for PS3. So, Dragon Age Two, um, twelve bucks. Yeah, twelve bucks. Most places between twelve and twenty. Oh, sealed copies for collectors are thirty, which means I won't cuss you out for spending six hundred dollars on Arena when you could be buying <laughs> so much beer. Ugh. I love people. Like if if you if you want to spend thirty dollars for a sealed copy and you're a collector, that's fine. But you could consider buying us beer. I like beer. I like Dragon Age. I like beer and Dragon Age. I think they're both great. So, yeah, and... and... You probably won't see that in the official EA endorsements of Dragon Age, but you know what? It's there. (laughs) Sad face. Oh, my gosh. So, there's 
So Dragon Age Origins, uh, the the super deluxe edition, whatever, with the expansion, and I believe it comes with the whatever DLC. That's thirty. It did. That that's yeah. how I got it. I had got all the stuff in one go. Wasn't that nice? Get it, get it in one go. Yeah, go figure. Convenience. Yeah, but you didn't pay a lot for it either, did you, James? No, I don't even remember what I paid. But I think uh, you were like, uh, wasn't it on a Steam sale for like twenty bucks? Not wait, even? Dragon Age Two might be air quotes free if you have an Origin Insider account. Oh, which is, yeah, they're they're five dollars a month for for access to their eighteen game library. I'm like, yeah, okay. I appreciate the sentiment, but I think at the rate I play games at and at the rate they go on sale, I could get the the ones I want from that 18, 18 game library at five dollars a month, regardless. Uh, it's it's just <laughs> silly. Um, it, but yeah. you get demos a month early. Oh jeez, demos, demos. Whoa, uh, they're man. they're trying to be the the PlayStation Plus program, except with. Without the fast library and anywho, yeah. um, uh, so you can get the origins is thirty bucks. Uh, if you get as we mentioned here, Dragon Age two with the DLC, you're you're looking at roughly thirty bucks just you know for the good DLC, maybe forty bucks if you want all of it. Uh, there's other DLC by the way. I'm not adding into that. Like there's item packs. I yeah, there much... were there, there were the pre order item packs that you can now buy. Which yeah. is not. Really you know what we didn't important. go into last time with Borderlands 2? Each and every character head and skin that you can buy. Oh, because not, we don't want I, to. Yeah, okay. we don't want to. Okay, I'm going to get through this well, price roll here, okay? Yeah. Then there's Dragon Age Inquisition, Game of the Year Edition, that's 40 bucks. So for roughly 100 or so bucks, you can have the complete Dragon Age Origins experience, or you can wait you know, for Christmas or Thanksgiving, EA Origin runs sales just like Steam does. Uh, well, and spring and summer as well. Spring and, and summer. Yeah. copies do go on sale every so often. Uh, yep. Origins is actually free right now on PlayStation Plus for the month of January. So you've got options, kids. You've got yep. options, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the or as far as a platform goes and stuff, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. I use Origin extensively because I'm a huge Command and Conquer fan. My wife plays a lot of Sims, and uh, EA's you know Sims whole thing, especially with Sims three and four, is just totally screwed up. But Origin as a launching platform for all my games works just fine with Command and Conquer stuff like that. It's just kind of like Steam. I don't know why they just can't be with Steam, but you know how EA is. Well, um, I mean, honestly, it's it's vertical integration. I can't really fault them for getting the whole pie on the PC digital market. Yeah. And Origin's pretty inoffensive most of the time. It just yeah. takes up more RAM than Steam, and they've never explained to me why. Yeah, like, I don't I don't auto-boot it like I do Steam. I only, yeah. you know, I take it out of auto-boot mode, so it only loads up when I'm ready to play some Command & Conquer or some, some Mass Effect or some Dragon Age, so... Um... So, so the game actually works, which puts it ahead of Uplay. Oh, Uplay yes. is just hor- horrible. Oh, I mean, horrible. You, you Uplay continues to be bad and gets worse every year somehow. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to booting up Assassin's Creed Syndicate when I get to it. Well, like, like, there's a difference between console Uplay and PC Uplay. So how about that copy of Freedom Cry we have on PC? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Digress. Yeah, I, I mean, do, I'm. The, do you hear all the friends you're making, Ubisoft? I I hate all of these platforms, but 
you know, I I just kind of wish it was all central. I, I like GOG best of all because I don't have to use the stupid platform to run my game. It's DRM free. But since we know this is a necessary evil in the 21st century, I will tell you that, like Scott said, Origin is inoffensive. You know what? <laughs> or Origin streets ahead of iTunes. Yes, yes, it, it does. Like, in a world where everyone kind of smiles and nods at iTunes, and I don't know why. Origin, yeah, I don't know why. But Origin's just like, hey. It's on now. Yeah. I was able to use iTunes for a while just by constantly declining its invitations to update. And uh, then and then I don't have it on my current machine, and I don't miss it. Yeah, I it's wonder funny why. how that happens. But I think that's all we've got for Dragon Age. Uh, yeah. It's maybe a thing you should kind of try, possibly. I'm in the camp that says don't skip the Inquisition right away. Don't skip. Oh, it sounds. It sounds like being that it's a shorter experience and such. Especially if you, you know, you pick it up on sale. Why not get the, get the middle of the two? You know, if it's going to connect some story dots and stuff. Um, yeah, again, just, it, you're just, not going to take too much time out with it. No, you're not going to take too much time out. Just just set your expectation. I, I think that was like I don't know. I mean, listening to a lot of my friends back in the day and stuff like that. It's either those people who who had their expectations set up a certain degree they got disappointed people who came into it without those expectations you know they 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 did all right it was like eh, that was fun next was, thing yeah yeah it's it's, it's that's fine yeah that's and fine I think that's probably a good approach to two just because of some of the development problems it has but is it like the worst thing i've ever played no that's still time and eternity's crown jewel so I think we're good. <laughs> Time and eternity. Really, <laughs> Sam? That, that's your point of comparison? Hey, sometimes. Is that two years old yet? Nope. Nope. Uh, Another seven months. That's probably, that's probably for I, the best. Can we just yes. go to the next thing? I don't want to think about that game anymore now that I've mentioned it. Yeah, well, all right, we're going to take a break. Sam, oh. Sam, you know what hell I'm going to put myself through in a few months. We're going to take a break and we're going to be right back with the final lap. Welcome back. Uh, this is the, the final lap where uh, where we get to uh, read your comments and all kinds of miscellaneous crap. Okay, so we have uh, this forum. You guys should go visit forums.rpgamer.com and check so it out. I, d- I just think can I apologize? This being... What's that? Can I apologize for the comments we got on the forum? No, because it's no, that's fault. not your fault. Well, no one's ever asking for that. Somebody Did asked a question. I think her name is Marshmallow. I did ask a question. And you got an answer. Yeah, and that answer was from a rampaging expletive. And you know what? You might be right, but you're still being an expletive about it. And you seem to think that that entitles you to an invitation to this show. 
If that ever happens, Phil, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> that being said, um, thank you for the insight. Not everybody wants to, you know, buy characters so for let's games. See here. He, so yeah. His uh, combined playtime is three hundred thirty-one hours with every insane. character. So yes, that what? would give him some experience. That's- that's that's insane, and kudos to you for spending no. that much time on a game. No kudo. Wow, no I got 25 hours in, and I thought I was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he says, somewhere around 240 hours on 360, and going on 91 on PC, and he wrote that a couple of weeks ago, so for all we know, now it's uh, 120 or whatever. Um, yeah, that is that is more Borderlands 2 experience than I think all of us together have. What, what, maybe not, but let's not do that. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, now I, I, yeah, I, I kind of, um, there, there's a lot of information there and a lot of it's kind of above my pay grade because like I said, I, only, I put in a couple of dozen hours. I'm definitely not a hardcore, um, Borderlands player apparently. Well, but, Phil, I, th- I think we do need to address the last couple of sentences. Yeah, there's there. a couple, a couple, a couple, <laughs> couple of sentences. So, so go ahead, Mike. Backtrack is still my favorite RPG Gamer podcast, but you guys have been slipping a bit. If you don't step it up, Q&A Quest is going to steal your title of your favorite RPG Gamer podcast? Okay. I mean, I think the only title that matters is Most Downloads Off the Server, which <laughs> Most downloads might off the server. be go to another show. Um, let's see, you guys kind of skipped over discussing any changes in the game from Borderlands 1, only skimmed over the mechanics at all. I know you did a Borderlands okay. 1 backtrack. Here's a change that I didn't mention. You can't get killed by being run over in one shot anymore. There, there's a change. There yeah. are big improvements. Here's, here's the thing. You could probably talk about this game for hours on end. Scott and I, Mike and Phil, we have lives. We produce podcasts. Well, my... We do content for this site. My so prop- I'm sorry that I didn't talk about every change ever, because I'm the Borderlands noob. I just talked about the stuff I had fun with. Well, yeah, Sam didn't, Sam didn't play the first one, right? Yeah. That's right. I so she can't talk about changes unless you want to go watch it on YouTube, and that's not fun. No, no. This is not a game you watch on YouTube. Although I do have to give props for those guys who do the headshot charity marathon thing. That's neat. Okay, that's okay. Snifty. Uh, so, so, and I'll tell you. I mean, I, it's right there, my signature and everything, I, or my title on the 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 forum. I'm a polygamist. I don't rarely stick with one game for more than twenty to forty hours, and I don't even complete most games I play. So, yeah, I'm not going to know that level of detail of gameplay that clearly the madness is really into. He says he's also peeved that no one took him up on a party invitation he made back on the backtrack. Or on the border- when we did that? Borderlands 1, he wanted in on Borderlands 2. And we're like... We forgot. We oh. are leery of inviting forumers onto the show without really vetting them. Well, it, I, And it's nothing against anyone. It's just what? the podcasts are... Okay, as diplomat to position, and I'm going to pull rank, it has to do with the fact that the content is created by the site members... And therefore, we use the site members to do the thing with the thing. So it's it's not that we don't want forumers on. It's just we also have very strict code to what we are doing. Well, well, there is a way. (laughs) I used to say this all the time. There is a way that our listeners can participate in the show. You You can record your thoughts uh in a five ten minute max i would say 
uh, audio. Yeah, you can absolutely get on the microphone, uh, jot down a couple of notes, get on there, hype it up, talk it up, do whatever you like, and then wrap it up as an MP3. Uh, email it to me, jcservant at cyberlightcomics.com. And uh, as long as it's appropriate, of course, and you agree with all of our opinion, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, then we'll, you know, I'll use politeness usually, counts. Politeness counts as yeah, and and you got to be somewhat entertaining. If you know, I've had like uh, what's his name, the great uh, Sultan. Sultan, yeah, he's in a, a, a couple. If you go and listen to some really old RPG backtracks, we got a couple of his segments attached in. Strawberry eggs. Cassandra Ramos used to mail us in audio clips before she was an official staff member. We haven't right. done. We haven't had that in a while, but you're more than welcome. JC Servant at CyberlightComics.com to record yourself MP3 pile. So, and you can do it on anything. If, if it's an old show, like you've apparently Madness here has some beef, by all means, jump on and tell us what you liked about it. Just yeah, make sure please. you don't like, rant too long. But absolutely, um, yeah. And and but if you got other games that are on your mind, old games you want to play, you want to share your experiences. I mean, I, it's about as open as you can make it. Our only criteria is it's got to be, you know, a reasonable time length and it's got to, you know, you got to be a little entertaining and um, it's got to be a game that's at least two years old. Boom. So, all right. Fair enough. Uh, moving on. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, well, making, making friends with the staff members sometimes does help. But again, being nice well, to them. Well, politeness counts. Is Pol- a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we did have a guest for our Yakuza show. He was fantastic. He, he, he was, was perhaps helper. too polite. I encouraged him to be meaner, and he declined it. He's a very nice man. Uh, we also had help on Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. which was kind yeah, of did. special. So politeness counts. Um, and that is, you know, me pulling rank and done with this topic. Let's talk about other things. So, what you been playing, Phil? Other things, yeah. Like, like our well, you know, what we've been playing and, and, and our next show. And, and what is our next show, Mike? Oh, it's a game. It's a big one. It's the one. Oh. It's is that, it that one. Game, Mike? It's is that it game. time? It's that game where everybody it's has that... strong opinion. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's not that it's, game, is it? There are the... many series that make it up to 13. Not the one with the unlucky number in it. I, uh, I do like the hunky Afro man. Are, are we going to be... the only sane person. Are we going to be splitting the podcast in two separate groups? Also, Fang? Yes. Fang was hot. All and, right. Uh, all of their opinions will be pre-scripted in fancy animations. <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to... Extremely pretty wallpaper. We're going to be talking about the unlucky numbered Final Fantasy game. So look forward Just to it. that. We are not going to try and take on the, the, rest the of trilogy it. that it has become. The, the... Right? Well, that, that that's just more content for later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so we have to look forward uh, to that in February. Why, uh, why get why get Final Fantasy fans mad once when you can get them mad three times? Square <laughs> Enix we, learned that lesson with this game. <laughs> a lot of games. <laughs> well, and we'll see if we can uh, and we'll see if we can get three times the the crankiness out of our listening audience and, and get three times the forum post by spreading that out over each show. Well, it is it, it is a Final Fantasy thread, so five oh. pages, no matter what you do. Mm. Yep, I'll have to finish the thing so that I can retroview it and get the site tons of hits for no other reason. Well, I know it might well, still get like a quarter million hits on screenshots from that game every month. <laughs> wow. Impressive. Like, I mean, I, I get to go to cons and say, yeah, we get a quarter hill, million hits a month on Final Fantasy screenshots. <laughs> but, you know, also the podcast I do is four digits in downloads, and that's grand. <laughs> 
podcasts do quite well. It makes you like me... to hear that. I mean, the uh, I want to. There's there's a weird thing where I don't have uh, RPG casts live streaming numbers, so I think that's probably why it shows up low every week. Yeah, and the live stream numbers are probably much different. Yeah. Just, which is cool. You should go listen to all of our shows. Q&A Quest is adorable. RPG Cast is bantery. We're grumpy old curmudgeons. And there's that other show we do where we're even more curmudgeon-y. And grumpy. I think I'm the, I'm the friendliest one, aren't I? Yes. Act- active. brought in to be the sanguine one. Active uh, topical uh, banter. Yes. And, um... There was, there was, was that the one that you were telling me about that I, I was like all excited about the last, it was last show that you were telling me that your next show was going to be about something. And now I can't remember what it was. Cause I was all excited. I went to hoped you had a post and you didn't. Do you remember what it was that we were talking about? The, last did our Q&A the end of your Q&A. We did extravaganza, but it might've been the one before it. Yeah. That might've been the one before. What was the one before about? I don't remember. Thing, uh, MMOs, MMOs and uh, reviewing multiplayer. That was that it. was the issue. Ah. It's an interesting conversation. Oh, multiplayer review process. Okay, that looks interesting. So yeah, check that all out. RPGiver.com. Tons of podcasts. Of course, you can probably find Some all of them. I imagine on iTunes. Tons of screenshots. Keep looking at those. Keep looking we at also, screenshots. We also do. Reviews. It's a shame we don't make money on them. And God other damn. features. And hopefully, by the time this is up, game of the year will be up. Well, I should also mention that uh, Dragon Age, apropos of Dragon Age, uh, today, as a recording, I posted a new uh, RPG Elements review of the first issue of uh, Greg Rucka's Dragon Age Mage Killer, in which a mage gets killed. It's the first issue. First issues are problematic. I may have also done an awesome feature last year for Valentine's Day. It's going to be almost a year coming up, um, wherein I asked cool famous people I know and the staff to write dating profiles for their Dragon Age characters. It was grand. Uh, I'm really proud of that one, especially with the content <laughs> I got. So that was pretty awesome, I gotta say. And I could do if, if Dragon Age was coming out again, I would do it again. So I'll have to come up with something better for Valentine's Day if I come up with anything at all. Do we have any idea when the next Dragon Age will be? No idea. No announcement. We're talking Andromeda. Which I'm excited for. Andromeda. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to finding out how Cerberus got there first, fucked up their science, and it ate all their guys. Cerberus. So, 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 Scott, what what you been doing? What you been playing? Aside from um, killing mages. Aside from killing mages. I, I, well, um, I I have been playing Sword Coast, the single player. Oh, Still how's that going? That. You know, it is it is uninteresting and sluggy until you get to a boss fight, and then it's just unfair <laughs> for you or I for got, them. <laughs> I I got to fight a mind flayer and his dragon friend. I've been watching Scott play it on and off. It's really unbalanced. Like I I just don't. Understand. Although I did finally find the interesting character. He's a carbon copy of Kayax from Baldur's Gate 1. He's crazy, and he knows he's a video game character. He thinks that one day he will turn the tables on you, the player, and he will be the one that points and clicks. Well, that's original. Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, the sad part is is that Baldur's Gate 1 is far enough in the background that there's a whole new generation of D&D gamers that won't realize that yeah. That's true. That's true. That's uh, what he's been 
Aang, pretty much. And maybe some Fallout 4. And Alpha Bear, because Alpha Bear is rad. Play Alpha Bear on your phone. Alpha I'm afraid to ask. It's like, it, it's it's from the guys who made Triple Town, and it's this little word game where they give you, like, Scrabble tiles, and they're, they, they, after a certain number of turns, they become unusable, so you have to make words out of the tiles to earn points, and when you get words close together, tiles turn into bears, and they're cute and little animated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They wear hats and little costumes and dance around. Yay. Alrighty. It is free and not bullshit about it. And if you want to remove the minor inoffensive energy mechanic from the game, it's six bucks and then you're just, it's unlimited place. Fair enough. How about you, Miss Sam? So I am in the middle of reviewing all the games, apparently. I seem to remember Summon Night 5 being one of them. I'm still working my way through it. It's one of those games that, like I said previously, I have to play it slowly. Um, Part of the issue is I have two games in my pile that are a little bit more urgent um, to get done at this point. Um, I started Saturday Morning RPG, which Adrian just did an episode for um, an hour to impress. Uh, I'm playing the PS4 version. I am having a lot of fun with it. Really liking the fact that the episodes take about an hour to beat. So, basically, I'll probably have that one reviewed, hoping by next week. The other game I'm playing is a game I've already beaten, um, but I'm playing the Inevitable Plus version, because Tecmo Koei still likes to send us those, uh, which is Atelier Eska and Lodgy, uh, Alchemists of the Dust Sky, which I am still enjoying. So, so, so you're through. you're playing you're playing the the plus. Is, is there a lot of difference between the plus and the the PlayStation Four version or whatever I have? PlayStation What's on the Vita? Yeah, um, one's on the Vita. <laughs> uh, one one of the big things that the plus versions do is they just give you all the DLC from the previous games. Mm-hmm. So, so one's now- on the Vita and has hats. <laughs> <laughs> So now I have some new characters that I can use in my party, um, which is great. They have a new expression system in it, which is odd, and I still don't quite get the point of why it was added into this. Um, Lodgy and Eskar are still like the cutest pairing ever, and I will ship them to the ends of the earth, because that's how cute they are. And this time around, um, I'm playing as Lodgy, which is the male protagonist, and he's the first uh, male protagonist in the Atelier series. So Since Iris, right? Yes, since Iris. Um, for the more which no one remembers. For the more traditional Atelier games, <laughs> he's the first, because the Iris games are very different. And Klein is a very different character from Lodgy. Yes, but Klein... Has a really cool cape shirt. I'm trying to figure out his cape vest shirt thing. That's the whole game for me. It's just sitting there. It's like, okay, that's a vest bit, but it's loose and tabberty. It's kind of neat, actually. And it comes down at the back. How do you make that? And how do I get it? I thought it was pretty rad. I'd wear that to work. Not gonna lie. In library work, that jacket would be acceptable. But I like Lodgy. Lodgy's really cute, and his story is definitely a lot more interesting than Eska's is. Eska is just very stereotypical Atelier heroine of wants to better themselves and is incredibly adorable in doing it. Lodgy is more methodical and, you know, he's, he's got some baggage, and I appreciate that. And that, again, this is why I ship the two of them so hard, because they're really cute. 
But it's a good game. Uh, the Vita version has a couple problems, which as soon as I finish it, I will be mentioning my review. Yeah, particularly, it's got some frame rate problems, especially in the boss battles. This, this one's actually particularly bad, which I'm a little heartbroken about considering that the frame rate problems in the previous ones haven't been as bad. Like, they're tolerable. But I've had some bizarre cases where, like, in the middle of a boss battle, like, it will start to stall. So you can tell that, like, the frame rate's just having a hard time. Wow. Uh, which makes me really sad. <laughs> Otherwise, it's still fun. I like it, and I will probably have to play Shally when they release that again. Basically, I have played almost the entire Arlen trilogy twice, and almost the entire Dust trilogy twice. You'll get there. Tecmo Koei likes sending me their Dust games, and I am okay with this. So that's there are worse I'm things. Through. Yeah, no, and you know what? I don't mind so much. I mean, those are the games I've been enjoying. I've also been playing bits and pieces of Dragon Quest IX on my way home, which I like Dragon Quest IX. I know it gets kind of a a bad rap because it's Does more it? you know I've, I've seen a lot of mixed reactions to Dragon Quest 9 um, it's, it's in, very different from all the others that it one. is it, it, and it's very non-traditional in some ways when you look at it uh, traditional for a Dragon Quest I mean but I'm enjoying my time with it and you know what I'm finding it to be an easier game than some of the other ones as well just because the game is really good at telling you where to go Unlike other Dragon Quest games. Oh, yeah, this is true. Yeah, because I've been playing, th- as, you, as you might have heard, I might have said it before, but I've been playing through it lately as well. And, yeah, you're right. It's much better. I haven't had I haven't had to resort to a fac yet to figure I out where the hell to either, go to next. But I, you know what it is? They did something that they should have done for previous games, especially when they started to remake them, which is they give you that quest, uh, quest journal option when you hit, mm-hmm. like, X recaps what you last did and then gives you the exact thing you need to do. So if you forget, at least you know what you have to do. And the game is really good about telling you exactly where that thing is. So you're not playing the, where do I go? How do I do it? The way that you do in, like, 4 and 5. I love 4 and 5, but I had some moments where I was like, where do I go? Which is particularly bad if you put the game down for a week and then you just have to try to remember what you were doing. I like that I can put Dragon Mm -hmm. Quest you know, nine away for a week, and I still know what I'm doing. So, kudos to Dragon Quest Nine. What have you guys been playing? Well, do we talk to Scott? Yeah, we did. Yes, uh, Mike. Yes. Sorry, too much beer. Mike. Well, I played a little more Borderlands Two after we did that one. Uh, just enough to get one more achievement, and then I finally realized, you know, I have the pre sequel here. I should probably start playing that instead of thinking, uh, what is my Borderlands? 152 hours I've somehow managed to put into Borderlands 2. I don't know how I did that. So you're a junkie. He, he definitely has become a Borderlands junkie. Every time I log into Steam, Albert Odyssey is playing Borderlands or Borderlands the pre-sequel. Yeah, lately it's the pre-sequel. so much more Mr. Torg. It does. And we get to hear Mr. Torg expound upon the, the virtues or the vices of laser weapons, which because they do not explode, because they don't explode, they're terrible! I can't do this without blowing up. But yes, um, I should also mention that as an incentive, um, your new game plus, you know how there's that, that net framing device of the characters, the, the player characters from Borderlands 1 asking questions of Athena? Yep. So in new game plus, it's Tiny Tina and Mr. Torg asking questions instead. So Mike okay. will be playing it a second time. Yes. <laughs> I am. I am very intrigued by this, yes. 
Especially considering how much you love Mr. Torg and Tiny Tina. Your love for them is huge. They're pretty awesome. Um, yeah, as for the game itself, you know, being able to play as Claptrap is pretty fun. Is that what you picked? I thought, I played Athena for a little bit, and then I suddenly realized, you know what, I have this opportunity to play as Claptrap, I better use it. And, (laughs) yeah, hearing Claptrap expound upon things is, uh, kind of funny. As for the game itself, it it feels pretty floaty, I know that's by design, but... Well, the games are always pretty floaty, this is just sort of saying it, embracing that. These moon physics, they start to get to me after a while. Uh, but, you know, I probably shouldn't say too much about it because I have a funny feeling that we may have to do a porty sequel episode sometime. Put it on and the it's, list. It's getting close to the two-year margin, so, yeah. And just today, I started up Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which is, so far, Are much sure less... Paper text- makes jam? I think if you... I think it's a marmalade. It's one of the ones that counts as marmalade after you... Well, it was sugar. I have never had paper jam. I don't know that I would want it unless it was done Stop just right. Stop with dumb tish. That was a bad joke. You liked it. You smiled. You are reinforcing my behavior with positive <laughs> inputs. That would also be the result of too much. Be- okay, so. This is a confusing marriage some days. Most days I get it. Then moments like that happen. Mind you, I've said equally special or things, so I guess we're even. Marriage. It's a thing you do sometimes. Marriage. Continue, continue with Paper Jam. I'm actually interested in that. It's much less text-heavy than Dream Team, at least so far. So you don't have to endure 15-minute explanations of things that if you've ever played a Mario & Luigi game or have any idea what it's like, then you probably already know. Such as, oh, wow, do you know how to jump with these two? You... You do? That's good. Here, we're going to lay into it for five minutes anyway, just in case you needed a refresher. No, you may have it's, said it's much yes, better but you're it. probably lying to us. We cannot trust your clearly inadequate memory. You must have the refresher. Uh, and, you know, it's cute so far seeing all the paper characters interact with the not-paper characters. Seeing Paper Bowser get in a fight with not-paper Bowser. Well, that's just what any kind of Bowser would do. I'm too early to really make any judgments yet. I can't say that they seem to have been very lazy with the music, considering it's all from Dream Team, but maybe that'll change. And that that's about it so far. Thanks, Phil. Well, other than a little... Um, I almost said Dragon Age 9. <laughs> uh, Drag, Dragon Quest 9. Dragon Quest 9. Dragon Age 9 will be released in 2035. I, I've also been playing a little Dragon Quest Heroes. Uh, I love my, that game. On PlayStation 4. It is so cute. It is so awesome seeing those characters, you know, come to life. Cell shaded, 3D, whatever it's called. Awesomeness. The, the the style of whatever his name is really comes through. It, it's oh, just... Toriyama. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. And I mean... It's we, actually really gorgeous. Like, you play that game and you see Toriyama's style, like, come to life and it's... It's really lovely looking. Like, they, they really did a good job. Oh, oh my god, the king slimes are the cutest thing ever. I may have screen capped the hell out of every time I found a king slime. Uh, yeah, it's fun to screen cap it, of course, with the PlayStation 4. I, sh- you know, share the videos. It's really nice having that button. I, I, I thought it was kind of gimmicky, you know, when I first got PlayStation 4, I ignored it for a while, but lately I've been using the, the crap out of it and just uploading gameplay videos and then going to work and saying, you know, here's the link. Go check out what I did this week. You know, look at this scene I, I recorded, you know, so uh, that's been fun. Uh, I knocked How out. How many of the characters do you have now, Phil? Uh... Who'd you get up to? 
Did you get up to like Elena? Because she's the best. She's the best. Which one is she? Her, she's the one with the power fists. No, not yet. She she was my favorite. Yeah, well, she, she, that's Dragon Quest Four, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. But I mean, Dragon Quest Four put her in the party all the time. So yeah, I can't. That's the other cool part, right? Is you're running across the characters, you're like, oh, I remember that one. I'm horrible with names, that's why I have to ask you, which you know, for context. Also, Maya is from Four too, and she's in it, but you won't get to her till much later. Ah. She's she's actually really fun to have in the party. But uh, like you said, and the lines are funny. The king's lines, especially, is just just hilarious. I love the king. He's so great. They're over. They're they're a bit over the. You know, they're over the top, but they're meant to be. And um, uh, but, yeah, but definitely the king. How are you going to read Dragon Quest lines without going over the top? Oh no, these guys are really over. Yeah, yeah, but having it voice acted, oh, that's just hilarious. I mean, they play Dragon Quest, and they they always acted a little corny and stuff, and they seem to take themselves a little too seriously. Also- but- Yangus is like the cutest in that game. Ah, he's so, adorbs. I love I love Yangus so much. And Jessica, I don't know how she put up with him. Uh, yeah. So so because I'm a poly gamer, though that's not the only one. I, I've been kind of on that kick with the whole Dynasty Warriors spinoff thing lately. I've been playing uh, what is it called uh, Warriors Orochi on the PlayStation as well. Along with um, one of the uh, Samurai Warrior, whatever, Doohiggy Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors uh, Eight on the Vita, which actually, surprisingly enough, holds holds up pretty well. But then when you play it on no, PlayStation no Four, Shin Dynasty Warriors Gundam, no, no Gundam. I kind I kind of figured I would draw the line at between you know I haven't played much of the Zelda one, but I own the Zelda one, the Dragon Quest Heroes. I think I I got my feet in too many hands in too many pots, well, but I was like you last year because when I beat that weird. Nep- Tunia one. I had this bizarre craving to keep playing Dynasty Warrior style games, and I beat all of Gundam Dynasty Warriors Reborn like a crazy person. Oh no! There was characters. I'm like, Scott, who's this? Oh, that's that's a tool. You don't need to know about them. Like, why are they a tool? Well, maybe perhaps maybe the maybe game will explain. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and I had so much fun playing it. And then when I got asked to review Dragon Quest Heroes. Like I was, I was in my happy place. But they still haven't announced Gundam X on DVD. They yet. haven't announced Dragon Quest Warriors Hero Two Daily. I want it. Uh, it's just I it, turned into such a Dragon Quest fan girl. That's the crazy part. Oh well, you know, ever since they, uh, you know, I've I, I've been running through, uh, you, you know, the whole series. I I got up through six yes, and I have. and then I stopped through seven just to find out, you know, Mike and I talked about it and and stuff. And it's Come like on, they listened to us. Me. It's like they listened to us, and I'm so excited they're coming out with. And I'm not joining because now they're they've announced it. it's coming out on the 3ds, <laughs> the remade version that's actually doable for people you know like what? me. <laughs> seven. For what they've shown in the screenshots, it looks gorgeous. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I, I will am, have played. I am going to play it, even though I know Seven is and, a and, special game. And you know, here's Sam, to be fair, it's not hard to make Seven look better than the original version. No, like, but here's 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 the thing, <laughs> Sam. You know, I'm an RPG fanatic and everything. At least I like to consider myself. But you know, I've not played through all the Final Fantasies. But after Seven A come out, I'm knocking out Nine now. I'll be able to say I've been through all the Dragon Quest. That have been released in North America, anyways. Yeah, so, but, but, you, you know, you, you want to try ten. Was that? That's saying something for me, Mike. You know, I can't even complete most games. I start. I did struggle to get through six. Like I split that up into two different years. 
I mean, I finally completed six because that was a bit of a chug. Uh, but I'm really excited I about. Actually, gave me his copy of six. I haven't played it yet. I ended up skipping to nine first just because I know the struggles you had with six, and I've mm. heard the other various struggles that people have with six. And it's one of those ones. I do want to play it, and I will get to it, but it's definitely something I, I've got to be in the right frame of mind to play. Absolutely. Which, which is what I like about the difference with 9. 9, you know what? You can just mindlessly do things, and it's okay. Like yeah. The game is not punishing you for exploring or not knowing where the hell you're going. Um, 9 just feels a little bit more casual. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I totally understand after getting through the slog fest that was six and having for the last third of it to refer to an FAQ the entire way because I didn't know what the bleep I was doing. And I was getting my... And I know you don't like FAQs. But I, I had to get through it. I had to get through it. I, oh, I had to I'm proud do, of you, man. I, I had to do it, Sam. I think that's my new rule is like, okay, I don't like FAQs. Uh, but screw it! I I said I was going to do this series. I'm gonna get through this damn series. So again, proud of you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So back to the but yes, I've been on that that whole Dynasty Warriors and spinoffs, kicks and whatnot. And along those lines, even though it's not a Dynasty Warriors direct ripoff, but it's got a similar uh, gameplay structure. I've been playing a lot of um, Earth Defense Force. If you're plugging in your PlayStation 4 and you got me in your friends list, I've been on that a lot on my Vita and on the... So I've got Earth Defense Force 2 and Earth Defense Force 2017, whatever it's called, on the Vita. Because I, I played one, I got addicted, I had to get the other ones. And I got Earth Defense 4.1, which is just awesome. I, 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 just, I got a friend to play it with me online, and we played almost every Friday night. The, uh, 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 it, it, it's just so if you don't know Earth Defense Force is a third person shooter where you go out and the Earth's being invaded by huge gigantic insects and robots uh, by aliens run by ali- aliens and they're dropping all of the insects and the first board starts out uh, with the first board there's the city being overrun by literally dozens of ants I mean you will see I, there must be like 60 ants, maybe 100, all crawling towards you at the same time, kind of Dynasty Warriors. Where in Dynasty Warriors or Dragon Quest Warriors, I would go up and get close and do a lot of spells and stuff. And, uh, you know, in Earth Defense Force, you might use grenade launchers. You might lose flamethrowers. You might use... Uh, there's all kinds of military, you know, weapons, and it's all over the top. You throw a grenade into a bunch of ants when they explode. And this is the this is what's really awesome. Those ants will go flying off dozens of yards away, way up into the air. It, it's hilarious. Um, it, it, it's just it is just super awesome, and uh, uh, and they've got all kinds of environments and different different things going on. So it, it's really neat. If you're on the PlayStation Four, Vita, whatever, PSN, add me as a friend. What am I, JC Servant on there or something? Yes, you are. JC Servant. That is delightfully rad. Um, I want to read more of your escapades. Hopefully you'll post it in your blog or something. Uh, I want to read more. Mm. But we do do need to go to bed. Well, you'll go to bed. I'm early. (laughs) Yeah, we appreciate (laughs) having you on the show. I I didn't want to be rude because I was actually interested in what you were saying. (laughs) <laughs> oh, by all means, you know the the rule is here: is you gotta get to sleep, you gotta get to sleep. So yeah. knock, knock yourself out. Tomorrow. Appreciate having Thank y'all you on. Good night, Thank Sam. You. Good night, Scott. Thank you for being Thank here. Rest, rest well. Thank you for educating me on Dragon, giving me a proper education on Dragon Age Two's place. <laughs> so now I know you when I fun. when I get the when I get the same hair that I've had with Dragon Quest up my ass, I won't skip two. All right. The way I almost skip seven. Have a great night, guys. <laughs> all right. Take care. Rest well.
Mm. So yeah, just huge gigantic insects. I mean, like, and and the insects are nothing compared to the robots. Like when the robots come in, and, uh, when you first see these robots, and they're you you have to look up at them. They're so tall. They're so huge. This game, uh, these games don't have stunning graph. Like they don't have high resolution textures. They don't have super high fidelity shading. They don't have you know quad anti aliasing. But but it's fun. It's just it's just a blast. There is a bit of a it isn't an RPG, but there is a Diablo like mechanic involved, uh, Borderlands involved, where as you kill the aliens and stuff, they drop uh, they drop armor packs and weapon packs. The weapon packs give you a, uh, a you know a chance to get a, a random weapon based on how hard you set difficulty level. You'll get anywhere from a level zero to a level one hundred weapon. A normal level, you you know, I'm only getting level zero to ten weapons, but I played some hard levels and I was getting level twenty and twenty five weapons. Um, then there's armor packs and each armor pack you have to pick up like so many to get one hit point permanently so depending on the class you're playing like when you're playing the big fencer class you'll get one hit point for every two boxes you pick up if you pick the light mobile class you have to pick up like five or six boxes to get a hit point Uh, but it's permanent so you start off the game, you know, with 150 hit points, but you'll see other players who are playing the same class who have thousands. Of, there's no maximum. You'll see players who have thousands of hit points because they've just put in that much time. Um, but it's up to you. It's risk versus reward. You can go back. Once you've played a level, you unlock the next level, um, the next board, and there's like 90, 95 boards. But let's say I've already played boards 1 through 10. I can go back and play those boards. I can play them on any difficulty level, including the highest one. I don't have to clear the the, the difficulties out in any order. Um, so sometimes you'll go back to like the first board, which is kind of easy with just the ants, um, and you'll play it on hard early before you've beat the game on normal in order to farm better weapons so you can beat the game the later boards on normal easier. It's up to you. It's a risk, like I said, risk versus reward. So that's kind of a, for the RP gamer in me anyways, that's a strong, compelling reason to put an extra time into the game because I just want to get some more hit points for my characters in a way I'm leveling them up and find more weapons like I would in Diablo or Borderlands. So that's that's awesome. So uh, there is an Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon on the PC and it's like 10 bucks, but it's made by a different company and it doesn't quite have the same charm. The other thing about this game is the charm. It's like a B-rate movie. It's like a B-rate movie from the 1950s, like sci-fi, like the robots are on strings. You don't actually see the strings or anything like that, but it could have been designed by the same guy who were designing those old movies. Um, and the cheesy one-liners. That, Ed Wood? Yeah. Well, I don't know who Ed Wood is, but, but you'll Ed, have... Ed Wood made Plan 9 from Outer Space. You've probably heard of that. Uh, well, that wouldn't surprise me. So... Uh, like the soldiers around you will do cheesy one-liners and if you go to youtube and just look up earth defense force 4.1 song uh there uh there's a song that that they'll actually sing around you if you prompt them to so it's hilarious uh there's a lot of charm there's a lot of humor uh in the game and you can't tell if they really meant it to be that way or if they were just writing this you know seriously and they just done it right very well it's just it's just in that sweet spot of being corny without trying to be too corny if if that's you know something else i remember playing with your friends is a blast so if you guys if you guys are into this stuff you got any earth defense force games you can add me jay serve as a friend and uh we can play some um earth defense force uh together sometime Whew. um you just reminded me of something else though Uh-oh. oh there is you know we like to talk we like atlas right atlas is a good 
they make a lot of games. And speaking of B-rate movies and stuff like that, they recently released a game, again, not technically a, an RPG, I don't think, but it is a kind of, it, it is it is like, ba- it reminds me a lot of Bastion. Uh, and I'm not sure why Bastion would be an RPG and this isn't except for maybe... I'm not. I I don't know some of the details about the if there's a random loot or generator or whatever, but it's essentially like Bastion in that your your the combat system is a third person isometric, almost a twin stick shooter where you can pick up different weapons and the such. Um, but it's the setting that really interests me. It is called. Let me look it up here. Where did you go? Deadly Tower of Monsters. The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Uh, not, not just a deadly tower no the the deadly tower monsters it's a it's a 15 dollar game uh it came out on sale like for 10 dollars, which i got it i don't know if it's bumped back up to 15 yet <clears throat> but it, you know you it, it is if you watch the some of the uh the, the 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 videos on this it's really hilarious they're talking to this director who it's 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 like he he's doing the recording for a special edition DVD um, of a TV show that came out like 50 years ago. He's like explaining how they did the special effects and stuff. As you're playing through the game, whereas Bastion would have that narrator, the director is talking you through how they put these scenes together. But it's so tongue-in-cheek and it's so funny. Like when your character gets really hard hit hard by a monster, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, in order to make this scene seem uh, more accurate, we let the gorillas go to town on our on uh, on the main actor. It didn't matter much because he was always in his space outfit anyways. Uh, people wouldn't see the bruises. <laughs> you know, just funny one-liners like that. But it, but it's going with the action. If you're standing around, the director will go, you know, sometimes we would just tell him to stand around. It just adds suspense to the film. You know, so it's like Bastion. It's contributing uh, to the atmosphere. Um, but uh, it's gotten pretty favorable reviews on Steam. It's got 93% positive uh, positive reviews from users. I haven't gotten too, too far in about an hour, so I need to play some more. There's three characters from what I understand. I've unlocked the first two, the male hero and the female hero. Later on, you get the robot. <laughs> and, oh, it's, it's so funny. Like, at one point... The, during a boss battle, there's this big, like, um, uh, King Kong monster attacking you. And as the camera cuts to show the, the hand grabbing the actor, you can see a stick pushing, like, behind the hand, holding the hand up like a prop. <laughs> you know, just attention to detail. At one point, your spaceship is flying through the sky. You see the strings holding it up. Um, when you're in the graphic options, there's the VHS option. If you turn it on, it filters all your graphics to make it look like it's been recorded on a VHS tape. You know, like an old VHS tape. It's all grainy and yeah, kind of scratchy I looking. Those. Yeah. So it it is it is just uh, it is just hilarious. You, it's worth checking out. It's, it's pretty cheap. Um, you know, here I'm looking at the Metacritic rating seventy five out of a hundred. Now I haven't played enough of this game to be an expert of it yet and speak of it. Like I, I put in tons of hours in Earth Defense Force. Here's the thing, you know, Metacritic and stuff like that, boys and girls. If you go to Metacritic for Earth Defense Force, like four, I don't know what 4.1 is getting, but a lot of the older Earth Defense Force games, they get really low scores because technically speaking, they're not super awesome games. They don't have an original soundtrack. Um, uh, you know, they're missing, um, they don't have high resolution textures or anything along those lines. But dang it, they're just darn fun. I just, I just, 
I tell my brothers all the time, stop putting so much into Metacritic and stuff. You're just feeding this this review beast or whatever. Now, definitely go read our review because our reviews are by gamers for gamers, and we mostly score games at the end of the day on how much fun we had with them. So at RPGamer, that's why I value our reviews at RPGamer.com, and that's why our reviews don't always line up with Metacritic because we're, we're usually lower, but sometimes we're higher, way higher, and that's because we're RPGamers playing them, and we're like, yeah, this is a really fun RP. So... Are you uh, trying to tell me, Phil, that IGN reviewers might not necessarily go f- into an RPG solely based on how fun it is, but maybe I, based on I the first five hours or something? Yeah, I can't believe this. I, my mind is blow. Metacritic for Earth Defense Force 4.1, The Shadow of New Despair on the PlayStation 4, is a 63. I mean, that's a pretty darn, darn, darn low score. A- a- and my mind is blown. I, I just – I've never had so much fun with the game. And, and I got a friend to buy it, and he's been playing it. And he's like, Phil, this game is mind-blowingly fun. Yes, it is a ton of fun. If you like third-person shooters, you like over-the-top action, you like huge monsters and robots, you like flamethrowers, you like grenade launchers, that, 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 it's fun. It's fun. So, yeah. What's just, this word you're using? Fun? I just I, I I do not understand this word anymore. This fun. What is this all about? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's 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 just like wow, wow. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it is definitely one of those games that people uh, love or hate. So go watch some if you're going to get into Earth Defense Force. Uh, just uh, don't take my word for it. I guess go watch some some video clips on YouTube. I, I actually find that that is like, and I did that for the show today. As far as you know, doing a little stay on Dragon Age too. I, I find that watching Let's Plays gives me a little bit of a better idea of if a game is for me than necessarily looking at Metacritic or reading the scores. Um, of course, reading the com. All right. Well, I think that's all I got for now. I'm all over the place in my games. I'm still playing Heroes of the Storm, Diablo. Lots of Diablo. Diablo Season 5 has kicked off. Uh, friends are getting back into it. Uh, there's a couple of new areas, uh, a couple of new perks. Uh, the system's even tighter now. When you get through the season five challenges, you get you get a guaranteed set of gear for your character. So that's super awesome. Uh, An in-game set set gear. Um, so a lot of my uh, a lot of my uh, relatives and stuff jumping back in for season five. So I I'm just constantly blown away by these patches. I put that in quotation marks um, for Diablo because quite honestly, the last few of them have definitely added up to it. They could have sold that for a $30 expansion, $40 expansion, and I would have paid it and been happy with it. And the fact that they've done all this for free is just intense. So, whew. The life of a polygamist. Wait, Phil, are, are you trying to say that not every company is like EA? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, like Blizzard has a com- continuously earned my respect. So, yeah, I don't like first-person shooters. I'm considering getting Overwatch if I'm still, you know, working and employed and got income coming. I'm considering getting Overwatch because it's compared to first-person shooter, the thing I hate the most. But dang it, they they do such a good job with all these games and get me to like things I normally don't like. I mean, I'm playing Heroes of the Storm. I'm not a huge fan of those those uh, competitive brawler games, especially after League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it. I just remind everybody that RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com. You're home for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Check us over at RPGamer.com. Hit up our forums. Share your thoughts over at uh, at our forums. There are links on the left-hand side. Forums.RPGamer.com is the direct link. 
Facebook.com forward slash RPGamer, Twitter.com forward slash RPGamer. I am JC Servant at JC Servant on Twitter. And Mr. Mike Miki is at Jume Sin on Twitter. We love to tweet. We I tweet a lot. I retweets a lot. Tweets I awesome. I don't tweet nearly as much, but uh, yeah. I look there. at You're there. All right. Um, especially when you tag us and you say at that we'll, we'll definitely see those but of course you can always hit us hit us up on the forum so i try to keep an eyeball on that as well ah, mr minky put us to bed mm, well i think we've just spent what is it, about a quarter as long as you'll need to finish dragon age 2 so yeah that if you have the game sitting around that might be just the goat you need and if you don't then um uh, go find out if ea has a steel going on origin that that's probably Christmas. Anyway, thanks.